0: Somebody would have ran a lap Somebody would have Ran at least one lap just run, around, just run in your bonus room Just go on You can cut a step in the kitchen Long cut a step in the man cave Long cut a step in the living room I want to call your attention to Luke chapter 7. We're going to lift up verses 1 through 10 in your hearing. Luke chapter 7 verses 1 through 10. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. Thank you, choir. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Watch Chapel. The Word of God reads as follows. Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. When he heard about Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. So Jesus went with them and when he was already not far from the house the centurion sent friends to him saying to him Lord do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore I do not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well, who had been sick. I want to read verse 9 in your hearing again, the end of the clause where Jesus says, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help, as you shall pray for and with me when your faith is great. When your faith is great. Lord, bless your word. Touch the hearts, minds, spirits and ears of your people Give us ears to hear. Let your word go forth with clarity and power. Anoint as only you can. God's people said amen. When your faith is great. Let's be honest with ourselves. If we had our way we would probably not choose or use the people that God chooses and uses. Let's be honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning. If we had our way, more than likely, we would not choose or use some of the people that God chose, used, or who God is choosing and using in the present tense. If we had our way, we would choose the best, the brightest, and the beloved. If we had our way, we would choose the popular, the privileged, and the prominent. If we had our way, we would choose the famous, the familiar, and the favored. If we had our way, we would choose the illustrious, the impeccable, and the important. But praise and thanks be to God. God does not choose or use according to the same criteria, standard, and metric that many of us would choose and use when it comes to service in the kingdom. I'm amazed and astonished by who God chooses and uses to do his bidding in the world. For those of us who are really holy and honest with ourselves, we would have to admit on most days, we would not even choose ourselves. But praise and thanks be to God in so many instances God chooses and uses people like you and I that we would not ordinarily choose or use. If I had time, I could call the roll. God chooses and uses the improbable, the infamous, and the iffy. God chooses the downtrodden, the dubious, and the disinherited god chooses the looked over the left behind and the left out god sometimes chooses the undecided the unlikely and the underdogs i wish i had somebody who could say amen on this sunday morning you and i would not choose jacob a schemer, from the time he was in his mama's womb But God chose and used Jacob to be the father of Israel. We would not choose a woman with questionable morals who was too liberal and generous where, we sh- where she should have been conservative like Rahab. Y'all will get that a little later. Amen, somebody. But God chose and used a woman named Rahab and is one of the only women in Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. We would not choose a bounty hunter named Saul who persecuted Christians, yet God, you saw, preached, Pastor White, to be the great missionary and author of the New Testament. God chooses and uses people like you and I that we would not choose or use. According to this New Testament text, once again, God Is choosing and using an unlikely person to teach his people, you and I, about great faith in Jesus Christ. As Jesus makes his way to Capernaum, Jesus encounters not a Jewish rabbinical student, not a student in the local Hebrew school, but Jesus encounters a Roman centurion. With this encounter, this Roman centurion whose servant is sick unto death has the audacity to ask Jesus to heal his servant. This in and of itself is not significant, but it is significant who is asking Jesus to do the healing. The Roman Empire has the Jews under occupation Jews and Romans don't get along. Roman centurion is a Gentile. Jews don't think much of Gentiles. Gentiles don't think much of Jews. This Roman centurion is not the average, one of the male Roman centurion who is hated by the Jews. But because of his kindness towards the Jews, he has favor among people when he needs favor. He had been so kind, Reverend Sam, law of sowing and reaping, and he had no idea that his kindness towards the Jews was going to put him in a position where the people he was kind to could be kind to him when the day and time comes. Be careful about what we sow because one day we are going to reap what we have sown and one day we are going to be in need. Be careful about who you mean, mug. Be careful about who you dog out. Be careful about who you refuse to pray for. Be careful about what you post on Instagram. Be careful about who you talk about. Be kind, be generous, be loving. Bite your tongue if you need to before you speak ill of somebody because I don't care where you were yesterday, tomorrow is coming and we all going to need somebody to be kind to us in our moment of need. You ain't that much of a baller. You ain't that much of a shot caller. You don't have it going on that much where the day and time will not come in your life where you and I are beyond our capacity and are going to need somebody to be kind to you and I. Preach Harry White. Roman centurion encounters this man by the name of Jesus who has a phenomenal reputation of doing everything well and the ability to heal what doctors say cannot be healed. This Roman centurion has the audacity to ask Jesus to heal not his wife, not his son, not his baby girl, but to heal his servant. This Roman centurion has not been a student of Jewish tradition. This Roman centurion has not been to Hebrew school. This Roman centurion does not know about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. This Roman centurion does not know about a God who is a creator, sustainer, provider, way maker, and miracle worker. Yet despite his lack of exposure, he has the audacity to do something or ask Jesus to do something that requires great faith. And when Jesus interacts with this man, the man tells him, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Matter of fact, I'm a Gentile, and I know Jews and Gentiles, amen, don't get along. I'm not even worthy, but I have such great faith in you that you don't have to lay hands on my servant. You don't need holy oil, amen, somebody, but you just need to say the word. And I don't care if you're a thousand feet away, a mile away, or three feet away. If you say the word, I got such faith in you, Jesus, that my servant is going to be healed. And having had this interaction with this Roman centurion who doesn't know about Awana on Wednesday nights, hadn't been to Word on Wednesdays, hadn't been to Revival, done not tune in to Watch Chapel from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, hadn't read about what Jesus can do, this Jesus says, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. In other words, it's a Gentile who teaches the Jews about great faith. Can I preach this word? And on this Sunday morning, I'm encouraged everybody who is listening to this word to develop great faith in Jesus like this man. If this Gentile could develop great faith, who are you and I not to develop great faith? If this Roman centurion who didn't know about the power of God to, can develop great faith in Jesus, who are you and I with the Bible at our disposal? The testimony of the saints of the Most High God grew up in Watch Chapel, take a water every Wednesday night, tune into Word on Wednesdays, tune into worship every Sunday, got access to 5,000 years of church history, our, the prayers of our mothers and fathers. Why should our faith in God be anything less than great? If this man could have great faith, who are you and I not to have great faith in God? Don't look at me crazy. I can tell some of y'all looking at me crazy across the visual screen. Amen. If this man can have great faith, you and I can have great faith. And while we have the capacity to have great faith, preach Pastor White, too many of us settle for a faith in God that is lackluster, routine, ordinary, and less than great. Preach P-Dub, I'm trying the best I can. Can I preach this word in here on Sunday morning? Faith that does not work is lackluster and ordinary, but God wants us to have great faith. Faith that leans to its own understanding is lackluster and ordinary, but you and I can have great faith. Faith that does not know, believe, and claim the promises of God is lackluster and ordinary, but you and I ought to have great faith. Faith that is based on what it sees, that does not walk, is lackluster and ordinary, but you and I ought to have great faith. Faith that cannot see the invisible or believe the impossible is lackluster and ordinary. But you and I ought to have great faith. Can I preach this word? Faith that is not grounded in the greatness and awesomeness of our God is lackluster and ordinary. But you and I ought to have great faith if this man with less exposure than you and I have had great faith. Our faith in God ought to be off the doggone charts. Our faith, y'all ain't talking to me in here, ought to be described as great, phenomenal, and amazing. Don't settle for lackluster, ordinary faith. When our faith in God can be great, help me preach this. Give me uh, 10 more minutes, I land the plane. What makes this faith, man's faith in God so great? This man's faith was great, Watch Chapel, because this man had great faith because his faith was unentitled. As Jesus interacts with the man, This man is well aware that he is a Roman centurion. As a Roman centurion, he is an official with the Roman military. He gives leadership to at least uh, 100 soldiers. He's a man under authority. As a person under authority... He realized that the relationship that exists between the Romans and Jews, not just Jews and Gentiles, is tenuous. What we consider the Holy Land is under Roman occupation. The Romans have not been kind to the Jews. And this man knows that Jesus, although he is not a regular human being, might be looking at him funny Because of the geopolitical relationship that exists between the Jews and the Romans. And this man knows that he wants something from Jesus. And that if he wants something from Jesus, he got to ask the right way. Better yet, he just doesn't ask the right way. He says, Lord, I know that you're able to heal my servant. And I've heard such great things about you That you don't even need to come to my house. Better yet, I don't even need to come to where you are. You just say the word. And the man says something, Reverend Robinson, I'm not worthy or deserving to come to where you are, or you to even come where I am. This man's faith was great because it was unentitled. I'm going to make somebody mad right now, but the truth is going to set all of us free. Nobody owes us anything. Some of us walk around this world as if life owes us anything. Nobody owes us anything, and as soon as you and I can... Bust the bubble of entitlement concerning life, the better off you and I will be. I don't care what your last name is, who your mama, who your daddy is, who your grandmama was, where they are from, where they did what, nobody owes us anything. And as soon as you and I develop a spirit of humility that nobody owes us anything, and if anybody is kind to us, we ought to be grateful and thankful the better off you and I will be. This man has a great faith because greatness always requires humility. He didn't expect Jesus to do it. He expected Jesus to do it, but there's a difference between expectation and entitlement. Help me preach this word in here. Unentitled attitude. Lord, if you do it, I'm grateful. Lord, if you show up, I'm thankful. Lord, if it happens for me, I'm grateful. But Lord, I trust that you're going to work it out how you're going to work it out. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. I don't know what you're going to use to do it. But God, I am so humble that I realize if you work in two days, I'm grateful. If you work in two months, I still believe that you're working. I'm not going to put you in a box and say you got to do it in three days just because you're here Lazarus in three days. Maybe you're working some stuff out in me and you're making me wait so I'll be more grateful I'll be more humble I'll have the attitude you want me to have sometimes God has us in a holding pattern so he can work some stuff in us so we can be who he wants us to be but you and I live in an Amazon generation we want what we doggone want at 6 o'clock p.m. we want what we want at 9 o'clock p.m. and if we don't get it when we want it how we want it the way we want it God ain't good God don't love me God ain't looking out for me no God is better than we think God is God is great God is awesome but God knows what we need and as soon as you and I get rid of our spoiled entitlement the better off our faith in God will be gone preach pastor his faith is great because it's unentitled. I'm not done. Let me Give me five more minutes. His faith is great because it's unselfish. The Roman centurion is not praying for his wife. Not praying for his children. Not praying for somebody that looks like him. But he has a sense of maturity that he's willing to pray for one of his servants. Understand If you are a servant of a Roman leader, you ain't considered a servant as much as you are considered a slave. You and I know about the history of slavery in these United States of America. People did not consider people that look like you and I, full human beings made in the image of Almighty God. For years, we were considered three-fifths of a person, amen, preach P-dub. Yet, because Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tubman, Nat Turner called a role, we experienced the blessing of liberation that we were worthy of before we were sold into slavery. this man is not merely praying for somebody in his household but he is looking out for somebody beyond the realm of his influence ordinary lackluster faith is only concerned about me my and i ordinary lackluster faith is only concerned about people in my particular church My particular denomination, people that look like me, people that drive like me, people that live in my particular neighborhood, people in my particular area code. People not even in my area code as much as my zip code. Ordinary faith is not concerned about anybody beyond the pale of my influence. But this man's faith in Jesus is extraordinary and great because it is unselfish. Let me raise this rhetorical question on Sunday morning. When is the last time you and I looked out for somebody that couldn't do something for us? When is the last time we prayed for somebody who didn't pray for us? When is the last time you and I gave without expecting something back when is the last time we interceded for somebody who had not previously interceded for us and you and I just do stuff for people that can do for us that ain't real love that's fake love come here Mary J but real love in the eyes of almighty God is when you and I can pray for somebody who ain't gonna pray for us look out for somebody who ain't gonna look out for us Intercede somebody who ain't gonna look out for us and have faith that God is gonna heal somebody that ain't doing a doggone thing for you and I let me close and run across the field great faith is unentitled great faith is unselfish but let me close on this Sunday morning great faith is unashamed This man is a Roman centurion. I don't think everybody understands the depth of the toxicity that exists between the Jews and the Gentiles, the Romans and the Jews. But this man believes in the power and ability of Jesus Christ in such a way that he is willing to lay down all stereotypes, lay down all misconceptions lay down all prejudice, make his way to Jesus, and ask Jesus to do what he has heard Jesus can do. People are talking about him, but he goes anyhow. People are saying he's crazy, but he goes anyhow. People are saying you got to be off your rocker, but it goes anyhow. People are thinking, why are you going to Jesus? Make your way to the internist. Make your way to Big Wake. If you can't make your way to Big Wake, go on to Duke. If you can't make your way to Duke, go on to Cleveland Kelly. Make your way up 95 to Johns Hopkins on the east side. But this man, Mr. Bennett says, I'm unashamed about believing in Jesus and you are not to have great faith we can't worry about what they got to say we got to be unashamed that jesus can and that jesus will let folk talk about you like a dog I believe that it can and it will. Let folk call you a holy roller. I believe that it can and it will. Let folk call you a fool for tithing. I believe that it can and it will. Let folk call you a fool for worshiping on a live stream TV on Sunday morning and Wednesday night but I believe that it can and that it will not by power not by might but by spirit saith the lord of hosts y'all ain't talking to me on sunday morning let me close right here yesterday i made my way better yet last sunday or last monday i made my way into Food lion had my old 52 ray lewis jersey on had my ravens face mask on and they teased me and said, I guess you're real proud of the Ravens. I hope that you going to win tonight. As proud as you are, you got purple, black, and gold on. I sure hope y'all win. Don't hate on me right now. And y'all know we didn't win. But I said, if I could declare, y'all ain't talking to me. If I could wear my 52, my purple, black, and gold, and we still lose, how much more ought I be proud and unashamed of a God who wakes me up every morning? I said, he can, and he will. He can, and he will. He can, and he will. Can I call the roll? He can will turn your life around he can and will heal he can and will open doors he can and will make ways he can and will answer your prayers he can and he will he can and he will say it to yourself he can and he will I said he can Whatever it is. It ain't too hard for God. I said it ain't too hard for God. It ain't too hard for God. It ain't too hard for God. It ain't too hard for God He can' somebody on this morning you're not saved you don't have a church home your life is in disarray you never thought you would be going through what you're going through right now he can turn your circumstance around he can turn your situation around he can turn you around If you're saved but don't have a church home, come on, brother, come on, sister. We're grateful that you are tuning in right now. You don't have a church home. You're not saved. We, ex- we extend the invitation for you to accept Jesus as your Savior. We extend the invitation for you to unite with Watch Chapel on this first Sunday in the month of October. Somebody make your way to the contact us tab. A, admit that you're a sinner, believe that Jesus died for you, confess Christ as Savior of your life. D, do what God wants you to do. If you're already a member, if you're already a Christian, we are in the D category. Not just just uniting with the church. What is God asking you to do to grow your faith? Netflix only gonna grow your faith, but so much. The shy, far go, hey, you know. Sometimes we don't have great faith because we don't use what is at our disposal. Our faith is tonight, pygmy faith. Because we don't feed it. Whatever we feed is going to become big. If you feed mess, you're going to be messy. If you feed your faith, you're going to be full of faith. Feed it, grow it, nurture it, water it. Haters are manure for your faith. Don't be mad at them. Send them roses, edible arrangement. Thank you. This just manure. Manure. I don't like it, but I'm going to use it. Don't smell good, but I'm going to use it. you don't need to be cussing folk out. Thank you. You right. If you like it, I love it. I'm good. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper as we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Saints of the Most High God, you have your elements with you scripture says let us examine ourselves lest we partake of the body and blood of Christ in an unworthy manner we don't want to partake of this holy meal in an ordinary usual rote routine way we don't want our faith to be rote routine or ordinary but we want our celebration of the ordinance of the Lord's Supper to be holy unto God to be an act of reverence to be an act of Spiritual discipline as we examine ourselves, lest we partake of the body and blood in an unworthy manner. Lord, bless these holy elements. Use these holy mints of bread and wine for our sanctification, our gratitude, our thanksgiving. Continue to grow our faith in you. Let us use what is at our disposal to grow our faith. You've given us the word of God. You've given us the testimony of believers. You've given us the hymns of the church. You've given us the preaching of the gospel. You've given us so many resources to grow our faith. Deliver us from being lazy and stagnant when it comes to spiritual things. Let us resist the temptation of sloth so we might grow and feed our faith in you in Jesus name amen on the night he was betrayed he took the bread he gave thanks he said take eat this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me and we do likewise after he took the bread he took the cup in the same manner said this cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we do likewise. The people of God said, amen. 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 Our choir is going to close us out. Watch Chapel. We'll see you on Wednesday night. I'm looking for 2,000 people on Wednesday night as we continue to profit from the Proverbs. We are profiting from Proverbs on Wednesday night. Brothers, we'll see you on Tuesday night. We're looking for a hundred brothers. Amen. Choir, close us out.
1: As we have taken of the bread and wine, we remember Calvary and what he did on that old rugged cross. And as we lift this hymn, as we go about, as they left, they sang a hymn.